Generosity Path podcast, a space for global conversations with people from different walks of life about the impact generosity has had on them. It's a place of inspiration, encouragement, and hopefully joy as we hear about the transforming power and potential of generosity to change the world. Well, welcome everybody to the Generosity Path podcast. My name is J. Paul Frydenmaker. And really uh, excited to be with you. We've got a special guest here today. Uh, Daryl Heald normally joins us for these. Uh, he sends his regrets and greetings to everybody um, as he's not able to join us this time around. But I feel really privileged to introduce Valentine Gatoho. And um, she is a financial and management professional. Um, she's based in Kenya, over 40 years of experience in Africa and Asia with the private sector and with nonprofits. Um, she is the founder of the Leeds Foundation, which was formed in 2012 and addresses capacity gaps that enable organizations and individuals to meet their God-given mission and contribute to the fulfillment of God's purpose in nations. Um, Valentine is also on the board of Global Trust Partners and is part of the African Council for Accreditation and Accountability, which is enhancing accountability through accreditation of Christian nonprofits and is a wonderful, wonderful movement in Africa. Um, she and her husband, James, enjoy mentoring young people in their seasons of life and encouraging them and, and helping them fulfill their God-given vision and mission. So 34 years you've been married. That's great. And and all the kids are out, Valentine. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you're based and a little about your family. Right. Thank you so much, Jay Paul. Um, I'm based in Nairobi, in Kenya, a wonderful, wonderful part of the world. We're at, right at the equator, great weather and a great country too. Um, I'm married to James Gitoho, who's an architect. He's got his okay. own architectural farm. Uh, he's worked there, in fact, it will be 40 years next year. So <laughs> we're one of those types of people. Um, we've got two children. Uh, we've got Sarah and we've got David. Okay. And Sarah is a doctor. Uh, with a great leaning on the mission aspect of, of, of being a doctor and, and, and practicing on that. And she's married also to a lawyer. And they've got two grandchildren. Um, we've got EJ and Naria. Those are the important ones. Those That's are right. the important ones. They keep us busy. They keep us yes. busy. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then our son, David, who just got married in February, just before COVID. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so glad it happened before. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's a pilot himself. Yeah, okay. so he's he's had a long honeymoon, and his wife Ashley, uh, okay. who's, a, who's actually a chef, training to be a chef. Oh. So that's the family. Now that's that's right. I've got to meet her one day. Talk to us a little bit first about your involvement with the African Council for Accreditation and Accountability, and I know that sustainability is a real theme of the work that you do. Tell us about that group and, and what your vision and hope for is. Right. Um, this was actually a dream that the Lord gave me in 1995. Wow. Uh, and this is because of ECFA, the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, because I used to sit on the Transworld Radio Board okay. and we used to receive materials because it's an accredited organization of ECFA. And so one of the things that disturbed me along my journey in life is because I worked with the World Bank, I worked with the World Council of Churches. I am an accountant by profession, worked with Pricewaterhouse. 
and I understood about investments and how you have a rate of return. And now as we uh, getting um, into issues regarding helping others uh, through charity organizations is how do we make sure that whatever funds we put in are first of, first of all um, used trustworthily Okay. And secondly, we don't create dependency, but we have sustainability. Wonderful. And then the issue was that it is not only about financial sustainability, it's the whole thing about how the organization is run and how that's about the Africa standards. So we talk about our doctrinal foundation. So where are we as far as crisis concerned in everything that we do? What about the leadership and governance? Do we have the right people in order to meet the vision and the mission uh, yeah. of this uh, particular organization? Are we the right mix? Uh, we look at things like learning and innovation. In Africa, that is one of, one of the things that we really didn't have, but it's pushed us. The COVID-19 mm. situation has pushed us even more. Yeah. But we want us all to be assured as Christian organizations, we are relevant because that that's where sustainability comes on. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. And then there's a whole area about talent management. Do you have the right people? And, mm -hmm. and as a result, people who have been called, that's their vision and their mission and their purpose. So when they come in, they contribute and, and add to whatever their organization is doing. What about the financial uh, issues and compliance? Because compliance is amazing. And sometimes as believers, we let it go. We said, oh my, we're, we're this, we, we are a nonprofit. But it said, you need to earn your returns, you need to have audited accounts, you need to have this and this, because we don't want to bring disrepute to Christ. That's where, again, sustainability comes in, because if your, your, your organization is actually um, asked to, you know, comes out in, in, in bad, with bad repute, then it actually messes the body of Christ and the rest of us are affected. And then the whole mm -hmm. thing about resource mobilization, how are you doing that and how are you accountable to that? And does it have a return? Are we thinking about it? How do we do our models in a way that ministry does not remain at the same place, but it grows? Yeah. That's my definition of sustainability. Beautiful. It must be faithful, fruitful, and frequent. Beautiful. That's great. Faithful, fruitful, and frequent. Um, talk to us a little bit. Uh, tell our, our audience a little bit about some of the trends in giving that you see happening, um, whether it be in Kenya or maybe uh, broader on the continent. Um, what are some things you see that are encouraging these days? The trends that we see and, and the greatest thing we have in our culture, it's, it's I think a broader culture in the African culture, is the trend of giving in form of uh, time. Okay. We will leave anything that we're doing and rush to go and help somebody. Yeah. So time is a big, big thing. We will be there. We call it the ministry of presence. Yeah. And, and Christians are very good at it. And then the, the other way of, of giving is, is giving to, to strangers. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things, and I saw it, I mean, it came over and over again during, during this COVID-19 season. We had lots of people with big hospital bills because people were dying and all kinds of things. But within a very short time, we raised the money and we gave. Wow. I mean, and it's lots and lots of money, which would never, I mean, I saw things like, you know, uh, $15,000, things like that, that would, would be raised within five days. Wow. And it's just yeah. across people giving in a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit that. So we will come in and really help in, in that way. But the minute it comes to, and this is where we were trying. And for me, this is where my heart is. Is it okay, fine. We're very good in emergencies. We are good in all this, but what about giving 
to these other organizations that is doing good work? Mm-hmm. What about giving to that mission hospital constantly? What about giving to, to that um, work that is happening with the refugees somewhere? What about that we struggle with? And I think it's also a cultural thing because all those things were started off by um, for the um, organizations, foreign organizations. Yep. And now, but the ones that are locally, I sit on a board, one of the boards uh, that I sat on was one of the locally uh, um, uh, established NGO, nonprofit. And I am amazed at how much money that that has tried and managed to mobilize. And it's because she was firm. The founder was firm and said, this, we can only do it this way. But when it comes from outside the country, outside our, uh, our continent, the contextualization becomes a bit of a problem and the understanding. So we keep on bending according to the donor. We keep on bending this way. And then we don't grow. We don't yeah. become true to our vision and our mission, which is the main thing. That yeah. has been my, my cry. And that's why I'm, I'm very keen on generosity. Oh, thank you. That's good. Now, tell us a little bit about the Leeds Foundation. This is uh, an initiative that you and your husband started. No, Leeds Foundation is very interesting. I used to work with World Bank. I, I worked all along until I got sick. And then I got off now working and I was asking the Lord, so what next? Uh-huh. And um, Leeds actually stands for, stands for learning, earning, equipping, disseminating, sustainably. Okay. Raising generations rich toward God in giving. Yeah. Very, very important. So it's in giving, in leadership, in all kinds of things, but raising generations. I'm very keen on raising new generations with this kind of mindsets and how can we change the mindsets. Leads also, um, uh, we look at also organizations. One of the other things that the Lord was saying and which I saw as I I came up, I was involved a lot in microfinance and in in Faulu, which was part of the Food for the Hungry International Mm -hmm. World. the foundation of board members and just seeing that transition Mm. to an organization that is sustainable and how did it help people but then you know just taking up people from wherever they are and things that have been involved in and just lifting them up so that's what it is it is involved of many many components and then when i had that whole profile it was now go out and do it Mm. so out of this various things have come out. So it's not a foundation of the usual bringing in funds and give out. It is okay. actually of ideas. Nice. Yes. And then give through that. That's that's what it is. Yes. You mentioned, Valentine, that you got sick. What was that journey? Wow. Um, I, was, I was working with World Bank then, and we're coming to the end of a, of, of a of, um, project that I was doing, a regional project that I was working on. And I actually um, got sick um, uh, uh, and I was uh, told that I would be paralyzed from neck down. Oh my. And that was in 19, uh, sorry, in, in 20, 2009, 2009, July. Okay. There were many miracles that happened then because we were in the middle of, the, of this particular project. Well, I'm sorry, we're coming to an end of it. And I was the project coordinator. I'm the one who's running it. Yeah. So, but the Lord brought help from all over. Uh, the project was extended. Um, I went, James chapter 5, verse 16, went and saw a, a, a pastor, prayed over me. There was fasting and praying. And the, 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 I will never forget what the pastor told me, that this sickness is not unto death. Wow. And the Lord is going to use it for his glory. I, and I stood on that word. Yeah. And you, eight months later, I woke up 
By the way, it was through a generosity issue. That's how I got okay. healed. <laughs> it was so interesting because the church, our church, our worship at Austin's Cathedral, Nairobi, and my husband is involved in all the architectural work and, and a lot of work that, that goes on, anything to do with construction. So we're doing what we call a teen center, and, okay. um, a youth center. <laughs> and so he said, oh, I want to bring all the, about 40 of the youth and the people involved in the committee, I want to bring them over to the garden here, let's have a brainstorming. And I said, but I can't cook, I can't do anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he said, no, 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 they'll bring, they all, everybody knows, they'll bring something. But that morning I woke up and I said, Lord, I want to contribute to this. And I want to mm. contribute by just being a good host, making something. And I just put worship music and I was in the kitchen and I worked and worked and worked the pain was there, but I just continued working, finished, and they left. The following, the, that night, I slept on my bed. I never used to sleep on my bed. Uh-huh. I woke up and it was gone. Wow. Praise God. So no pain or, or symptoms since then? Nothing. That is amazing. And I was back on my computer writing and everything. Yes. And I actually oh. had a medical checkup again recently, a full medical uh-huh. checkup in January, and there was nothing. Absolutely nothing. That is so amazing. God heals. Yeah, he does. Just have to listen he to does. his word. Just like in giving, just listen to what he says. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. You, you've been through the Journey of Generosity retreat a couple of times, and, and it sounds like you've also invited friends. What has been your experience of that retreat? For me, the greatest experience is being with my husband on it. Now, as a couple, it just completely transformed even the way we think about things. We used to say things that we do things effortless, effortlessly. That's how we know when Christ is in us and using us. Yeah. Um, but that time, I remember, I think that the, the Lord blessed us significantly that particular year. And one day, my husband just woke up, woke up and said, I think we need to buy a home for Swanso. And we went ahead and bought the home. Wow. And for me, it was no big deal. It's not even a matter of conversation or anything. We yeah. did it. Um, and then there was the other year was that, oh, uh, he was out on, again, doing some work for, for the church, just offering some work in the church. And then when he was driving, he saw a, a car that the, the, he thought that the, the pastor, the vicar, needed it. And he looked at it and went and followed it up. And within no time, he came and told me, I think we need to do this. I said, yes, fine. And he did it. So it ended up, uh, actually, we, yes, we do give big ticket items, but this time it was like, it's not because uh, you, you saw somebody had a need or you know something. It was, it was, it was miraculous. And we now yeah. can see on hindsight, like that one of the house, hmm. it wasn't uh, they had asked or anybody had said anything, but on hindsight, especially now through this COVID-19 season, we see how important that was and how transforming in their life as they look back and they struggle, then they can even be givers. So it, it just changes and brings in a chain of giving. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. So yes. what is the, so you said you bought a home. What is the purpose of the home? Did you give it to a family or do various yeah, people? A family. Stay? A family okay. house. Yeah. Uh, a family with, with their children. And it's in a place they've never, I mean, they would never, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. And because one of the things that I know was concerning my husband and he had heard from, from this young man was that he did not want to raise his sons in the community they were in. He would prefer to take them to another community. Yeah. And he just went and he found out a place and, you know, just went, do, do you like it? There you are. 
but That's also great. do the same to somebody else. So we, we always leave that message. You know, you also now, from where you are, not maybe may not be this house, but even however small, now start helping with this, start putting that aside. So you use it as a, as a teaching, a teaching aid for them also to be givers, but more so to understand that. And, and most people keep on asking, how did you do that? I said, the Lord said, he said, how? He said, yeah. so now that's another entrance for discussing about who Jesus is. And he does speak to us. He does. <laughs> so that, that demystifies many people. They don't understand how, 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 right. So for us as a couple, and that for me is a big thing for mm-hmm. us as a couple, it, it's, it just made us just give much more and, and, and be very, we listen and we just do it. And one of the things we can see an underlying theme that okay. the Lord has been giving us in this generosity is restoring dignity to people. It's the yes. biggest thing. I mean, it, it just restore dignity to them. And then when they have the dignity, you are also telling them about their vision and their mission and calling them to purpose and mentoring them. And then they go and then, and that's it. Yeah. Now, Valentine, are you still professionally engaged as an accountant or have you no. sort of, okay. No. And that's now the thing. What has happened is that the Leeds Foundation, and that's the aha moment that happened okay. when, this thing about doing this generosity um, podcast came out. And it was like, if I was to invoice, give a fee note of how much I have given, yeah. setting up AFCA, yeah. setting up Leeds Consulting in the networks that we've done in uh, the Christian Economic Forum and places that are, we go out there in order to bring in the funds and connect so-and-so and connect Trustbridge, Trustbridge Global and connect right. all these connections. We're out there, and if, if we were to monetize that, it's a lot. And that, for me, was what the Lord was saying. What you've given is your professional hours, your professionalism in a big, big way in order to, to, to build others and bigger organizations and, and open doors for many others in growing. So I had a little word, because I was asking the Lord, what am I then? I'm a bridge of generosity. Ah, Yes. I love it. Valentine, um, you're an entrepreneur. Um, do you have ideas? I mean, you just mentioned about a lot of the things you're doing, but do you also um, have ideas for business initiatives that you're excited about in your future or that you're helping other people um, to initiate or catalyze? I actually didn't like the name entrepreneur because I didn't think I was an entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> Catherine Marshall is the one who made me think I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> And it's because I was so busy forming organizations. My, my gift is the foundations, creating foundations. Good, yeah. So in an organization, I love doing that because I love order. <laughs> so just ensuring that we've got order and setting up things and like that. So any, um, um, uh, any organization, any entrepreneur that's out there that needs help yeah. in setting up, I will be there next to you. And yes. helping you think and dream your strategic plan and ensure you've got the right board on board. You've got the, you know, just ensure you've got your structures and systems well in place. And then fly off with the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's I, I can hear that that mentoring passion that you have. And I can imagine there are some uh, uh, people out there who are very grateful to have you in their lives for that very reason. Share with us, Valentine, um, maybe a recent story um, that is very close to you 
uh, related to generosity, either where you were a recipient of of generosity, or you and your husband had uh, the the chance to express generosity, something that is you know within your your neighborhood or your community um, that happened recently. I'll share the story of my friend Jerusha. So during this COVID season, my dear Jerusha um, started having problems because the business that she used to run, which we had helped uh, establish with her um, because of something that she liked, and we talked through it and helped her, and she was doing really, really well. Uh, it, it, it just didn't work. It, it wasn't the season for it. So, so we kept on uh, giving us something to sustain, giving her to sustain. And then one day the Lord told me, no, Valentine, this is not what I called you to do. You're supposed to be thinking about sustainability. Can you help Jerusha? Can you help her and empower her? Yeah. And so I just told Jerusha, Jerusha, you're a woman of God. You love the Lord so much. Can you look around where you live? Just look around. Look at the needs of the people around you. What is it that they need? What is it that they're buying every single day? Because she's good at business. Yeah. What is it that you see that, yes, um, even if things went really bad, they must have it. What is that necessity, the bare necessity that they need? And then look at it and see whether you would be interested in supplying that. And she told me, give me a week. Okay. So uh, within a week, she came back to me. She said, yes, I already know what it is and I will be supplying this and this, basic foods and things like that. And I know the sauce, my sauce will be this and whatever, and I'll be making this and whatever. So I said, so what do you need to start the business? Yeah. And um, so we worked it out and she told me what it is. And then I sent it to her up to today. And that was the month of May. Jerusha has never asked a penny. Wow. Never yeah. asked a penny. Jerusha has kept on looking after her family because, you know, we've got schools, uh, the schools are closed and all that because right. of the COVID season. She's kept on looking after them. She's creative. She's, she's, she doesn't mourn. She, she works through it. She just walks. I love people who've got that. And that's, for me, is the thing. Just raising, telling you that there is a gift in you. Yeah. But what you have, how can you use that? And for me, that is one of my best stories in this particular season. Amen. Valentine, it has been an absolute delight to talk with you. Thank you for sharing with us. God bless you and your family. God bless you, John Paul. It's been wonderful just talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Generosity Path podcast. Pay it forward by rating, sharing, and subscribing. To find out more about connecting your own passions and purpose with your giving, visit generositypath.org or engage in the conversation by following us on social media. Let's make the world a better place.